They are the high kids. Your host today is Jessica. Good afternoon and welcome to the High Kids Show on 101.9. Thank you for choosing the High Kids Show on High FM. My name is Jessica and I am 10 years old and I will be hosting for you today. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. Coming up on High Kids today, I will be interviewing Malcolm Dorfman and he is a karate instructor at Shane Karate. So stay tuned to 101.9 High FM to learn more about what he does and how fun it can be. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth and a general knowledge question to challenge your mind. At the end of the show, listen out for Montgomery Jones and the search for the lost world of fantasy stories auto books. They are really interesting and super amazing, so stay tuned. You don't want to miss this kids show. You can also get the full stories on Missed Stop Productions channels, on YouTube or on the website www.mistopproductions.com. Here are the details. If you have any questions for my guest or if you want to say hi to your friends and family, the SMS number is 34519 and it is charged at 1 Rand 50. You can send me a telegram on 061 895 1019 and please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. I repeat, 010-140-3020. Get ready for a very interesting show on High Kids today. High Kids, for kids, by kids. They are the High Kids. Your host today is Jessica. This is High Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Jessica and I am your host for today. Before we start the interview with Malcolm Dorfman, I want to introduce the tongue twister for today. It is Snap, Crackle, Pop. I repeat, Snap, Crackle, Pop. A bit later, I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. So call me on 010 1403020 to see if you can say it faster than me. I have Malcolm Dorfman, a karate instructor at Shane Karate, with me in the studio today. So if you have any questions for him, you can send them on 34519 or telegram to 0618951019. Good afternoon, Malcolm. Hi, Jessica. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Uh, before we start, I just wanted to correct something. Sh- you mentioned the name Shane. Shane is my son. And together, the two of us have an organization called Dorfman Karate. I'm not at Shane Karate. Shane Karate is his own or his own uh, karate school, his own dojo. And that's called the Shane Dorfman Karate Institute. And I have my dojo, Malcolm Dorfman Karate Institute, and together we are Dorfman Karate. That's cool. Okay. Firstly, how is the right way to say hello to you? Well, when you say hello to me, do you mean in karate circumstances or? Karate. Well, the, the correct way, because I am a teacher, my students will call me sensei. Now, sensei basically means teacher. 
But the real meaning of that is somebody who came before you. In other words, somebody who has more experience than you, who can lead you and teach you. So sensei would be the correct term to refer to me. But again, in karate circumstances, not outside it in a social circumstance. Yeah. How long have you been a karate instructor? Well, this will surprise you a little bit, I think, because... I became a karate instructor in 1967. Now, that is a really, really long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, if you look at 1967, that would be uh, 55 years ago. Wow, that's a long time ago. It really is. How long did you do karate before coming a karate instructor? Actually, I did karate for a year before I became a karate instructor. And my teacher, a very famous karate guy called Stan Schmidt, one day he said to me, Malcolm, I want you to go and teach at this dojo, dojo being a karate school. And I, I said to him, really? But I've, but I've only been doing karate for a year. How could I go and teach? He says, go, you'll be okay. Anyway, I went there, gave my first class at the members of the class seemed to like it. So I was used quite frequently thereafter and, uh, mm. th and then again for the rest of my life. Wow. As well as the physical, do you have to learn more from books to become an instructor? You know, learning from books is not the correct way. There is, there is only one real way and that is to have a, a top class instructor who will guide you, who will groom you, and channel you along the correct path. But there's nothing wrong with taking karate books written by correct authors, good authors, and studying what they have to say in conjunction with the instructor that, that's teaching you. But books on its own is not good enough. What belt are you? I am a ninth Dan. What's that? Okay, well... When you get a black belt, that's called first dan. And then you write, or you, not write, you do another karate exam a couple of years later, and you become a second dan. You know, it's like, like university. You do an arts, to, uh, you do uh, your bachelor degree, and a couple, then you do a master's degree, and then you do... You become maybe a professor. You know, it goes, goes up like that. So each Dan is a different level of, imp of improvement and seniority. Okay. How old were you when you started karate? I was 19, almost going on for 20. How many competitions have you won? Oh, gosh. You know, at this stage, I don't really think about competitions because that's something that one does in one's young days. But I... Uh, I won quite a few competitions, or tournaments as we call them. Yeah. You've just returned from a tournament in Liverpool, is that correct? That's correct, yes. Is it possible to learn more than one type of material arts at the same time? Okay, I think what you mean, martial, it's called martial, martial. martial arts. Yes, it is possible. Before I did karate, in my teenage years, I did judo, and when I was in Japan at, uh, in, the, in, the, in the 80s, I did another martial arts called kendo. 
So yes, it is possible to do several martial arts, but if you really want to become an expert, you should focus just on one. Okay. Do you, do you do any other martial arts other than karate? Well, as I said, I did I did kendo, but I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I, I I focus my uh, training to and my teaching totally on karate. Do you teach at the moment? I do. I have several many students in my own karate dojo. I am the head of uh, an organisation in South Africa, so I teach. We have seminars where I teach the members of the other senseis uh, uh, members. What is the youngest a child could start karate? Well, it, that's, that's, it depends actually on the child. But I would say around about four and a half would probably be about the earliest. There are instructors that take children earlier. I don't believe in that because I think that at three, three years of age, their mental ability is not at a stage that they can actually understand karate. Yeah. What is the age of your oldest student? The age of my oldest student is 79 years old. Wow, that's old. And he's a fantastic guy, and he's still very strong and very healthy. In fact, let me tell you a story about him. His name is Neil. I'm not going to mention surnames because maybe he doesn't want me to. And the other day, he was in a computer shop, and three robbers came into that computer shop. And they pushed him around a little bit. One even had a gun. At 79 years old, he got up and he started fighting with them, and he chased all three robbers out of that computer shop. Mm -hmm. So this shows how good karate can actually be, that even a 79-year-old man who's training properly can, can use his karate. Yeah. How do you show respect in karate? Well... Physically, we show respect by bowing. I bow to you, you bow to me. I've seen that. But respect is something very different from just bowing. Respect is how you talk to somebody, how you deal with somebody, being kind, being the type of person that you would like to be. How does a student move up to the different color belts? Well, they have to attend the attend classes because otherwise it's impossible to learn more. And as they learn more and as they train more, they get better and better. And it's the same like at school. At school, you write exams. You go from uh, uh, grade one to grade two to from grade two to grade three. And the same thing happens. You go from white belt to yellow belt, from yellow belt to orange belt, orange to green, green to purple, purple to red, red to brown. And then you go for your black belt, which, as I said, is when you get it, it's called, it's called a first dan. So that's first dan is like passing the trick. Same thing. How long does it take to get to the highest color belt? Well, the lower belts usually if you're training regularly, probably take about three months in between each one. The, the dans are a different story. Yeah. To go from first dan to second dan, you need a minimum of two years. From second dan to, three, to third dan, you need another three years. From third dan to fourth dan, you need another four years. 
from fourth dad to fifth dad, another five years. But that's just the minimum. It may take longer than that, that period. Wow. Uh, when I went from eighth to ninth, I got my eighth in, in the year 2000. I got my ninth in the year 2017. I waited 17 years and trained very hard between eighth dan and, and ninth dan. So it's a lifetime story, yeah. not, not just a quick thing that happens. Is, a karate, is karate a good way to keep fit? Yes, because it's an all-round exercise. You're working on your body condition, you're working on your fitness, you're working on your strength, you're working on your speed, you're working on good posture. So it's an all-round exercise that uh, can keep you really, really fit and healthy. Yeah. Is there a different way to teach karate when dealing with adults and children? Yeah. Oh, definitely. You know, if, if you think the way teachers teach you in primary school, is different from the way they teach you in high school. And the way they, they lecture you at university is different from how they do it at school. So it's exactly the same thing. Adults are more mature, so we have a different approach. Children, we make it a little bit more fun. Mm. Do you have to specialize knowledge to teach children with special needs? I don't know if you want to actually say, call it a specialized knowledge. I would call it experience. When you've taught for a long time, you've had children of various, various capabilities. One, we even have kids that are sent to us from uh, occupational therapists. So, yes, I would say that while it might not be a special ability, it's experience on how to handle kids with disabilities. Okay. Have you done a first aid course in case of any injuries? Yes. It's, uh, it should be compulsory for all karate instructors to do a first aid course. CPR, all that type of stuff. Yeah. Do you have to do a course in the body in case some, some people have existing injuries? Well, we all, basically an instructor should know about first aid. However, if it's something serious, there's nothing better than a real doctor. We would, if mm -hmm. I, I've never had to do this, but uh, we would obviously have called an ambulance, yeah. and that person would go. But I've never, in all the years that I've been teaching, I've never had to do that because I take care of my uh, members, That's good. and I make sure that they train with as much safety as possible. Can karate help people in everyday life? Oh, for sure. I think that's what karate is mostly about. You know, karate teaches you how to punch, kick. But that's not the only thing that it's about. It's about teaching you to become more confident, te teaching you life skills. So karate is, is a very, very deep philosophy on, and, and, and of great help in your daily life and in your lifetime. What would you do if... You found out that a student student was using karate to bully other kids. He would be in really big trouble with me. I would call him in and I would tell him straight. First I would explain to him why it's bad. And then, if he was, was not going to stop, 
I would kick him so far out of my dozer that he wouldn't even remember he was in it. So, on that note, let's take a quick song break and we'll be right back. Hi kids, for kids, by kids. They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is Jessica. This is Chai Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Jessica and I am 10 years old. Before I carry on with my interview, I'm going to remind you what the tongue twister is. It is snap, crackle, pop. And I have a general knowledge question to challenge your thinking. And it is, what is the name of the national bird of India? Call now on 010-140-3020 if you know the answer. And you could also get to send a shout out to your friends at school. If you have any questions for Malcolm, you can send an SMS to 34519 or telegram to 061-895-1019 or call on 010-140-3020. Now let me carry on with my questions. Can a person learn karate for self-defense? Uh, I think that's probably the main reason why most people actually do karate. So that's uh, definitely you can do classes. Uh, some people do classes only on self-defense. Mm-hmm. But that's just uh, one aspect of karate. How does karate focus your mind while strengthen your body? That's quite a complicated question. Of course, you're doing physical act. Let's start, let's start with the strengthening the body first. You're doing physical exercise, and like any physical exercise, it's of value to the development of your body. But when you do karate, you have to focus your mind. You have to concentrate. And you'll find that children that actually do karate, the concentration that they learn at karate helps them with their schoolwork, with their studying, with their swatting. So, yes, it's, it's definitely the two are very, very linked. I've heard of the word OSS. What does that mean? <laughs> That's a strange word. It, uh, the, the pronunciation is us. Okay. Now, us can mean many things. If an instructor tells you to do something, you acknowledge him and you say us. Okay. But it depends on how you say it. You could say to him, us, can I leave the room? That would be, us would be then used as, excuse me. Or you could walk in and greet the person by saying, us. That means, hello. Or you could leave, and when you leave, you say, us. That means, goodbye. So it depends where you're using it. Karate guys don't talk that much. We train. So us is an easy way of getting the other person to know what you're doing or reacting to the other person. Why do people shout, shout while doing karate? Well, the Japanese word for shout is kiai. Okay. Now, if you shout right from within your body, not, I'm not talking about just a little shout with your vocal cords. Eh, that's that, that's going to do nothing for you. If you shout right from inside your body, it's a loud sound. And while you're doing that, what happens is that your whole body contracts. And at that moment that your body contracts, your body is like a cement block, a concrete block. So as you hit the person, you ki which contracts your body 
and not good to be hit by that. <laughs> what moves are you not allowed to do to other people? Well, it depends where. Are you talking about in the karate dojo or are you talking about in the street? In the dojo. In the dojo, you have to control your blows. You hit full out, but as you make skin contact, you stop your blow. Because otherwise, we wouldn't have anyone to train with. We'd be knocking each other out. In the street, that's a different story because there are no rules in the street. You can do anything and everything. Do you learn to use any weapons in karate? You know, that, that's um, another d d uh, debatable question. Karate itself means empty hand. Kara, empty, te, hand. So in principle, you shouldn't be using weapons because your hands are empty. It's, it's you, your hands are the weapons. But there are different uh, martial art weapons that karate people use and practice with. Maybe because they want out of fun or maybe because they just want to be able to be uh, efficient at it. So you get nunchakus, you know, the sticks. Yeah. Right? And a thing called sai, it's like a, a short little sword. Okay. Bo, that's like a broomstick. Mm -hmm. So there, so yes, there are weapons not officially in karate. The, the weapons are actually called, and it's another name for that martial art, it's called korbudo. Mm -hmm. hmm. Do you have any other job besides teaching karate? If I had any other job, I wouldn't have time. Because my karate starts at 6 o'clock in the, in, in the morning and ends at maybe 8 o'clock at night because like any business there's administration to do I run I run not only run my karate school but I run the uh, uh, KWF karate organization in South Africa and I also help the, our Japanese chief instructor run the world association so there isn't really much time for any other thing so karate is my very very full time job do you have hobbies, grandchildren, or pets? Well, I, up to a year ago, I had five little dogs, very cute little dogs. Sadly, some of them are, some of them are a little bit old. So sadly, in the last year, three of my five dogs passed away. Very Shame. sadly. Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I was very upset. So I have two now. The uh, little Yorkie called Lulu and a Pekingese called Kuro. Now, Kuro means black in Japanese. And my Pekingese dog is totally, totally black. So that's why I named uh, him Kuro. And I have two grandchildren. I have a little boy who is 15 months old. And I have a, a little princess who is four weeks old. Wow, they're young. Yes, and the most important things in my life. At any point in your life, have you wanted to stop karate? No. I've, 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 karate is my, is, is, I would say karate is my life. It's, it's something that I was lucky enough to find when I was young, and it's... I couldn't think of me doing anything else other than karate. What are the benefits of karate in young children? 
Well, first of all, most kids are shy because they're not sure, because they're young and they don't have any experience in anything, they're shy about things. So karate gives them confidence. Karate makes sure that they are becoming fit and strong. Karate improves their concentration. And karate gives them a fun and valuable activity to do. So they've got something that they're doing that's fun, but also of great value to them. So I think that every single child in the world should do karate. It will give them so much benefit. Are there different types of karate? Well, karate is karate, and basically karate is, being, is punching, striking, blocking, kicking. But there are different ways of doing it, so there are different styles of karate. There are four major styles of karate. You have shorikan, that's the style that I do. Wadaru, a different style, gojuru, and shitoru. Similar in many respects, but also different. A little bit complicated to explain on a, ra on a radio interview because obviously you would need to demonstrate it to show the differences. But uh, each one of those styles is of great value. Each one of those styles is authentic. And anybody doing any of those styles, provided it's a good instructor, will get great value out of it. I've heard of karate do. Is that different to karate? No, it's not karate do. It's called. It's a Japanese word do, karate do. Do is the Japanese word for the way of. So, karate is just the general term. Karate do is the way of karate. The way you ha the the way you actually uh, behave yourself. Because there are ethics in karate, there are principles in karate, and karate do is. That is what Karate Door is about, not just the punching and kicking. So after the song, I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. You can call now on 010-140-3020. Hi kids, for kids, by kids. They are the Hi Kids. Your host today is Jessica. This is Chai Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Jessica and I am 10 years old. Are you ready for the tongue twister? This is how it works. You can call me on 010-140-3020 and I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. Just a reminder that the general knowledge question is what is the name of the national bird of India? You can send your answers to 34519 or Telegram 061-895-1019. You can call now on 010-140-3020 to see if you can say the tongue twister faster than me. Vossi, please start the timer. Snap, crackle, pop, snap, crackle, snap, crackle, pop, 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 snap, crackle, pop. Do you want to do it? Well, I'll try it. I'm sure you'll say it faster than me, but let's let's give it a go. Do, do, I, do I have to wait for a tick? Oh, no. 
Snap, snap, crackle, pop. 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 Well done. On that note, let's go to a song break. Hi, kids. For kids, by kids. They are the Chai Kids. Your host today is Jessica. This is Chai Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Jessica and I am 10 years old. I did the tongue twister 12 times and Malcolm did it 9 times. Well done for trying. Lots of answers have come through for the general knowledge question. Thank you for playing. The general knowledge question was, what is the name of the national bird of India? The answer is... The peacock. Well done. Thank you for trying. This has been High Kids, For Kids, By Kids. My name is Jessica and I am 10 years old. Thank you to my guest Malcolm Dorfman for coming on my show. My producer Senna and Vussy for pushing the big red button. Join us tomorrow. No, join us next week, Monday, for another fun Kids show with amazing guests, cool interview, and amazing things to learn on 101.9 High FM. Goodbye, kids.